This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of The Joy Challenge. Discover the ancient secret to experiencing worry-defeating, circumstance-defying happiness. Written by pastor and best-selling author Randy Frazee and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Hello, this is Russell Moore, and this is the Russell Moore Podcast, specifically our questions and ethics segment where I take your moral dilemmas and ethical questions and try my best to help you think them through from a biblical perspective. Uh, Remember, if you have a question about something that you're grappling with, uh, maybe something that's happening in your family or your workplace or a relationship or your church or wherever, let me know. Email me at questions at russellmore.com. I will not use your name unless you tell me to. I will make up a pseudonym for you. Uh, and uh, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to embarrass you or reveal what's going on unless you, unless you want me to say who you are. And sometimes I'll, I'll do that if you ask me to. Uh, this week's question, this episode's question comes from, I'll call her Naomi. And this is a question that Naomi is grappling with about family secrets. And uh, specifically in her case, she had a family friend This is the long and short of it. It's a long story, but the the long and short of it is this. She had a family friend very close uh, to her parents, uh, thought of this person as as almost like an uncle. Kind of many of us have uncles and aunts that aren't really uncles and aunts, but we we think of them that way. I'm going to call this guy Malcolm because I'm going to be referring to him often. So uh, I'm thinking about C.S. Lewis's letters to Malcolm, chiefly on prayer. And so I'll just name him Malcolm. Uh, she really, really close to this guy. And uh, Naomi says that one time when she was little, she heard her parents arguing and it was really disturbing to her. And she heard her dad say something about Naomi's real dad, which was, I mean, obviously that would be alarming and horrifying because you you would think, well, what what are you talking about? You're my real dad. Uh, but it was something she just sort of put out of her mind and uh, she moved on and and her parents never said anything about it. She never said anything about it. But uh, this, this family friend, this Malcolm, would pay a lot of attention to Naomi in a way that he didn't to her brothers and sisters. He would um, give her special Christmas presents. He would give her special birthday presents. She would notice if they would go over to his house that he would have pictures of her uh, up, and he he wouldn't of the other uh, kids. So this went on for a very long time until Naomi's grown, and uh, she started to finally have this conversation with Malcolm. I think her mom had died long before, and she says to Malcolm, "I want to figure this out." And she did a paternity test, and it turns out Malcolm's her dad, her biological dad. Uh, th- this happened really right before he died. So Naomi's situation is she's got this story about her life that's really confusing and I- important, and she's trying to work through it, but she can't talk to her mom about it, who's gone. She can't talk to her dad about it, who's gone. She can't talk to Malcolm, who she finds out now is her dad, because he's gone and her siblings don't want her to tell the story at all. Don't want her to tell the story to her kids. Don't want her to tell the story to anybody else because they think that it would dishonor their mother because, I mean, it would it would reveal that their mother had had an adulterous affair. Now, what's 
interesting to me is the fact that a lot of people in that situation, I think, would have some anger toward um, the mother. How could you cheat on my dad? Or how could you not tell me about this for all of these years? Naomi really doesn't seem that way. Uh, What she is saying is she understands that this was a different time where uh, women didn't have as many options as they would have right now and where people couldn't talk as openly uh, or as vulnerably about what was going on in their lives as as perhaps they could right now in a church context or or somewhere else. And she says, she's not, she doesn't excuse the adultery at all, but she says, my mother was in an abusive and uh, and a situation of abuse and infidelity. And I can see how she could feel trapped and how she could uh, seek solace in Malcolm, even though even though it's wrong uh, morally for her to have done so. So I think just based on the little bit that I know that Naomi's thinking through this situation with a great deal of charity and empathy uh, toward everyone else, especially given how personally involved she is in this, and seems to recognize, should your mother and Malcolm have had an adulterous affair? No. Should your mother have lied to you and not told you who your uh, biological father is? No. Uh, should Malcolm have uh, not revealed to you uh, the, the connection that he obviously knew that he had? No. Should Naomi indicates that her dad, who she believed to be her dad, the one who who raised her, that he treated her differently. It's one of the things looking back, she can say, I was treated differently from the other siblings. Should he have done that? No. Okay. So we can agree that all those things are not the way that they should be. And we can also agree that there is no way for you to change any of those things now. So that that's all happened. The interesting thing is uh, the scriptures go out of their way to show us repeatedly how bad family situations and bad family dynamics uh, weave together toward toward people and situations that are not bad. So, uh, you know, sometimes I think that people can have this sense of when they find out a family secret, regardless of what the family secret is, they can have this tendency to think, oh, well, this means that I'm from bad stock, to use uh, to use a sort of livestock uh, imagery here. And that means that uh, I'm bad. And, and, and it means that I'm predestined to sort of live out whatever the dysfunction was in the background. And that's just not true. And if you're somebody who's familiar with the Bible, you're going to see that uh, even in the genealogies of Jesus in Matthew and Luke, you can go back and see family situations that were awful uh, in the background that were working themselves out and, and leading toward Jesus Christ. So you, you shouldn't bear any sense of shame personally for any of that. I don't, I don't read the, that, that you do, but a lot of people do. And so you shouldn't read that uh, into it. But the second part of it is this question of this is a secret. Siblings want to keep it secret, and you can understand why. I mean, there was an old, there was an old song. I had an album that I used to from the time I was 
three years old, um, maybe even younger, because my dad listened to it all the time. And it was uh, a Grand Ole Opry compilation album that uh, they did, I think, when they moved from the Ryman to the new location back in the early 70s. And there was an album that came together that I would listen to way back in the day, continue to listen to all through my teenage years, and early adult years on, if you can believe this, an eight track, because I still had an old eight track player that had belonged to my granddad. And this was on eight track and I would know how to put it, even though that technology was long gone by then, put it in until it was destroyed. My wife found a, an old record of this and she had it transferred over to MP3 format. So I have it now. And it was always one of the best gifts I've ever received. But on that album, and I sort of grew up listening to this, there's a spoken word sort of uh, songs, music in the background, the Carroll County accident. And the gist of this song is about a child who finds out that a parent was having uh, an adulterous affair. This person revered in the community uh, dies. And this person is saying, I'm going to honor this parent. I'm never going to tell this story. Okay, now, obviously, the person is telling the story because you're listening to it on a spoken word uh, album. But the, the, the point remains, uh, remains the same. And there's a, there's a sense of honor and nobility to that. So, in other words, you're going to say, I recognize that I have a parent or, or whoever in your line who was a sinner, I'm not going to dishonor that person by revealing that uh, in a way that would take away from their memory when there's nothing that can be done about it right now. I, I get that, and I think there is something noble about that. But this is different, I think, because what Naomi is, it seems to me, wanting to do is not to reveal something bad about her mother— I don't think she is uh, is picturing, at least not to me, picturing her mother in a bad light at all. What she's wanting to do is to tell her story. And, and what I would say is, this is your story too. I get why your siblings initially would want to say, we don't want this being told, but this is your story too. There, there are all sorts of awkward things that you're going to hear about your parents later on. I mean, even just all of us are going to realize, and I think sometimes you realize it as you are, those of you who are parents, you start to realize, oh, I thought that my parents had everything outlined in their minds. They knew exactly what they were doing. They knew exactly what they were trying to communicate. And then you realize you're, you're trying to figure this stuff out, and they were too. And sometimes you look back and say, wow, my my parents, when I thought that they were sort of uh, Solomon seated on the throne of wisdom, they were young kids sometimes trying to, okay, that's, that's you figure all that stuff out, and you, you start to have a certain sense of uh, sympathy and empathy for your parents. In this case, there are all sorts of reasons why it is good that you found this out. Medical issues. I mean, y- your children uh, need to know uh, what their potential medical history is um, uh, based upon this uh, family line. Sometimes people don't know. 
Uh, there are there are some of you who were adopted as babies, and uh, you don't even know who you're biologically connected to. And when you go to the doctor and they say, do you have a family history of uh, heart disease or family history of, of uh, cancer? You don't know the answer to that. Okay, uh, nothing can be done about that. But in this case, your children could. And so I think that they they owe they're owed that uh, information, and I don't think that it's right for you to not be able to communicate uh, your story in appropriate venues. I mean, th- this is a key part of who you are, uh, learning and discovering uh, your father uh, much later in life, having a relationship with him that you thought was one thing and it turned out to be something else. That's a key part of your story that I don't think you owe to your mother to to keep in some sort of secretive situation. Um, there are a lot of people who are in this situation. It doesn't sound like Naomi is, but a lot of people in this situation who would also have a sense of um, loyalty to their their dad, the dad who who raised them. Sounds like Naomi's situation was was bad. Uh, in terms of the dad, but some for some of you it wouldn't be, and I think you can certainly honor uh, your father who raised you uh, through adoption um, in heroic terms uh, sometimes, um, while still telling the truth about the story as to to where you came from. And it sounds like in this case, what Naomi's grappling with is not this sort of embedded anger. Uh, she she is able to say, I don't excuse the morality of this, but I get it. I can see how this how this happened, and I think that that's uh, that's a really good place to be. But this is your story, and what I would also say is that it's it's important for you to grieve the multiple losses that you have had here. So you've not only lost your your dad who raised you. You lost your biological dad. You lost your mom. You also lost a great deal of your childhood because you didn't, uh, you, you weren't able to relate to Malcolm as your dad all those years, and you lost the ability to talk to your mom to say what was going on, why, why did this uh, happen, what, what were you thinking when you were trying to figure out how to make the best of a terrible situation. You've, you've lost all of that. And I think you should, you should appropriately grieve that while at the same time recognizing that that may have been lost, but you're not lost. You, you, you have found an identity in Christ. If you're a believer in, in Jesus Christ, you've found a, a family and a community. And whatever the backstory is that you have, uh, all of us have tragic uh, backstories in some way or the other, and God is nonetheless working all things together for the good of those who love him, Romans chapter 8. You can have confidence in all of that and know that uh, Jesus knew your backstory uh, all the while. He was with you through all of those things, and this is something that you you know about your, your backstory. You didn't need it to know who you are. You, you can find out who you are uh, because really we're not the sum total of our genetic material and we're not just the sum total of our experiences. 
each person is individual and unique. And yes, all of those things play a a big role in who we are, but it doesn't make us uh, predictable uh, sort of um, half of your mother and half of your father is you. You're, You're a unique person. And so I would just say that's your story. And I think you can be uh, free to tell it. And I think you know how. Do you have a question? Something that you're grappling with uh, right now and uh, that I can help you to try to think through? Well, if you do, send it to questions at russellmore.com. And thanks for listening to this episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or if you're watching it on YouTube to subscribe here. And it helps if you leave a review for people to, to find us. This is Russell Moore. Onward. This episode was brought to you in part by the Better Samaritan Podcast, where Jamie Ayton and Kent Annan discuss everything from simple acts of kindness to complex humanitarian challenges with their guests. Want to learn how to faithfully do good better? Find insights at The Better Samaritan.